Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into another edition of the Sox on Tap postgame show, where we get really mad about what the White Sox did on the field today. I'm Tony on Tap. I'm joined tonight by my guy at NWI underscore Steve, and we are the Sox on Tap postgame show, a place where you can come share your thoughts in our YouTube channel in our YouTube channel in the comments. But you got to subscribe and and follow along first. We're mad today. I'm mad. Steve's mad, and I'm going to ask Steve. How mad are you? Hey, yo, Anthony. I am pissed as hell. Um, the White Sox are 64 and 104 against the Cleveland baseball franchise since the start of the 2013 season. That is fucking dog shit. Absolute fucking dog shit. And I'm sick of it. Here we are. Here we are, Steve. I, I'm I'm very upset. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't have words for this. I legitimately don't have words for this. We talked about some stuff last night. We're probably going to have to rehash some of that today. Sox lose 8-4 to Cleveland. This is where they're supposed to turn it around. This is the most important stretch of the year, as you've been insinuating for months on end. Great start. Great start. It's, I mean, the title of this episode is not great, so I hope you're being satirical. But I feel like there's literally no time for satire at the moment, at least for the next minute here. What the fuck is happening? This was an embarrassing day. Let me just start here for, for one minute, Steve. Let me have the floor. This was the most fucking embarrassing day for this organization in quite some time. And it all started with Kenny Williams opening his mouth, apparently to the clubhouse of the Chicago White Sox, and telling them that they can be better. I, I don't understand. Did Kenny watch Moneyball a few nights ago and feel that he needed to pull a Billy Bean and go into the clubhouse and deliver a speech? Did he want credit for the two wins in Detroit? Is that what Kenny wanted? I, I, where are my fucking sunglasses right now? Because I need to hide my eyes as, as to how shocked I fucking am with this baseball team right now. It's incredible that we are at this point in 2022. I've been fairly positive about this team to the point where Steve and I have had some, you know, just back and forth about whether or not, you know, this team has what it takes. But watching this right now, Steve, and everybody who's listening to this show, I really need to fucking find my sunglasses because I need to hide the shock in my fucking eyes at how embarrassing this is and how embarrassing today was for the Chicago White Sox. And I'm embarrassed as a fan 
I'm embarrassed to come on this show and spend so much time doing this and talking about this fucking team day in and day out to have them go out there and do this today. And there was a lot of bad. There was some good. There was a little bit of fight. And it came from fucking Yoan Moncada, guys that are questioned day in, day out. And I saw him fighting harder than your leaders, the guys who are supposedly need to be held accountable for. Where are they, Steve? I'm lost. I need to go find my sunglasses. I'm giving you the floor because I, I, I'm, I've got too much shock in my eyes. Well, a couple things here. Um, you talk about uh, Kenny going into the clubhouse. Maybe if the fucking dinosaur that was sitting in the dugout actually would do his fucking job, maybe Kenny wouldn't have to go down there. You know, it's obvious that if the leaders on this team aren't doing their job, then who's the next person in the chain of command that needs to do the job, the fucking manager, but he's too busy napping in his fucking office before the game to do anything. So do we want to go down this? Do we want to go down this path? You're lucky that I wasn't here. Where the fuck is Rick Hahn? <laughs> Everyone where, knows. Where's Jerry? Where, where's the clubhouse? Where's I go Jerry? Back, where's Jerry? I go back. Jerry's, last Jerry's year. wiping his I ass go, with a hundred dollar bill go, in fucking back, Arizona somewhere. I go back to the comments that were made last year about Tony Larusa utilizing his players in the clubhouse as the leaders. If they're not doing that job, then the manager has to step in. Tony, I, I, Tony, I agree with Tony. you. I agree with you. you, there, are, Steve. you Steve, are I agree with you. I agree with you because at some point the shit needs to fucking stop. And so if he's not willing to do that, and I don't know if you listen Where's to, the line though? Where's the line, Steve? Because I really want to know. Like and and I say the line this, is 41 and 44. There's the fucking line. Okay. But is that the line every year? Is there some mismanagement going on here? I can I can sit here and say I would have flipped the fucking table in the clubhouse earlier than than Tony La Russa has at this point. And maybe at, at at where we're at right now, maybe he is out of touch with certain things. I'll concede that to you. Maybe he's comfortable. But I would also argue that there's way too many fucking people in this organization who are comfortable. The fact that we we had Bob Nightingale and Steve Stone on 670 The Score today talking about what they're talking about is a fucking embarrassment. That's number one. I'll be the first to say it. That's an embarrassment. I've said this to you a million times over the past few days. Winning cures everything. Tomorrow's going to be a fucking test for this team. And if they come out of this day tomorrow, on July 12th, losing three games in a row to the Cleveland Guardians, there is a major, major problem with this team. They are 2-10 and ten against Cleveland and Minnesota this year. That's a fucking problem. I mean, that's, that's the whole difference in this thing right now because you can't beat the two teams that you are directly competing against. And... You know, especially given the everything that was surrounding this game here today um, with all the commentary that took place yesterday evening, the questions that had to be answered in the clubhouse, everything that was circulating on, on Twitter.com, all the quotes coming in from, from various people and everything. 
if there was a day that this team needed to get their heads out of their fucking asses and go win a baseball game and just drown out all the noise, today would have been that day to do it. But we got to start here. Lance Lynn, you ain't getting the fucking job done. Everyone knows that this is this is a very supportive group when it comes to Lance Lynn. He's not been getting the fucking job done since he came back. We can talk all we want about him not having a spring training, him having the, the knee injury and working his way back on it. I'm fucking past the shit. I'm past it. The time for excuses is fucking over. Steve, Start getting the fucking job done. Steve, let's talk about that first inning with Lance Lynn. What's going wrong here? Is it the injury? Is it Lance Lynn just doesn't have it anymore? There's a lot of people who want to know what's going on with Lance Lynn. I would love to hear you break that down. The biggest thing is he's not missing bats. You know, he threw, what was it, 90-some 90, 90 pitches today, like 60 strikes. He got six swings and misses. That's not going to get the job done. And he can't afford to be going out there walking, guys, especially against this Cleveland team that is a soft punch and Judy hitting team. Um, you can't go out there and be falling behind guys, putting extra guys on base. Now, granted, look, in that first inning, a lot of those hits, there was a lot of soft contact in there. But the fact of the matter is he's fallen behind in too many counts and he hasn't had a pitch that he can effectively use this season to put guys away with consistency. That's a problem right there. So if you can't do that against Cleveland and I know Cleveland is more of a contact oriented team, you're going to have problems, you know, Saturday when you got to go up to Minnesota because that's a team that actually can drive the baseball. So I don't know what the hell the answer is right now. Um, but it's not good. Lance Lynn is not getting the job done. No, he's not, Steve. And, and this is this is a huge problem. And I'll tell you why this is a huge problem. I'm a huge Lance Lynn fan. I know you are. I know John as is. As am I. Yeah. But when when the when the guy that you like made an all-in move for, if you're a Rick Hahn, one of your all-in moves that kind of worked for you, at least last season was acquiring Lance Lynn. Let's talk real here for a second. He just re he just signed an extension through most of your competitive window. I love what he said after the ball game that he was horseshit tonight. There's some accountability for people who, who want to point the accountability finger. But that's not going to get the job done right now. Accountability? We're past the point, Steve, where accountability even fucking matters with this fan base. And that's going to make it a huge problem because we joked on this show about why would you trade Dane Dunning and, and Dane Dunning, I you can go look at his stats right now and see where he's at. But the, the, the fact that that was a joke just a year ago and you can't even play that joke right now is a major fucking problem. I'm going to tell you this. I, I saw something on Twitter.com today. Uh, since July 17th of last year, the day that Lance Lynn had his extension announced, two pitchers. Let's compare. One pitcher, 97 and a third innings pitched, 23 walks, 100 strikeouts, a 4.72 ERA. Pitcher B, 143 innings pitched, 
42 earned runs, 42 walks, 179 strikeouts, 2.64 ERA. Want to take a guess who the two pitchers are? Pitcher B, Lance Lynn. Pitcher A is Lance Lynn. Hmm. Pitcher B is Carlos Rodon. Hmm. That's not going to get it done. Hmm. That's not going to work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and you know, the, the, the our guy Besnick wrote a great article about the butterfly effect of not bringing back Carlos Rodon. You can find that at ontapsportsnet.com. And if you're not following our guy at Sox Insane, you need to be, because uh, he he's tuned into this thing. He, he's bringing some some great content, hashtag content, over to ontapsportsnet.com uh, in our White Sox section, giving you daily recaps, breaking down interesting stuff about Eloy Jimenez, Carlos Rodon, butterfly effects, and just just bring in some good content. So go follow Socks Insane on the Twitter.com. But Steve, you even have just man, I don't want to talk about this game. So let's talk about other things. Yet Carlos Rodon even still standing up for his boy Dylan Cease, not making the all-star game. I just man, with with the way that today went. The Carlos Rodon stuff right now. I'm down bad. Pretty, pretty fucking mad online right now, Steve. I'm pretty fucking mad online. And I think it takes a little bit for me to get mad online. I'm mad online right now. And you should be mad online because I'm mad online too because I'm sick and tired of fucking losing to Cleveland. I'm sick and tired of what happens every time they go to the fucking mistake by the lake and dealing with that bullshit. I'm fucking tired of it. This has been a fucking problem since i was 11 years old and i'm sick of it okay we were talking about this before we you're before in the we gym hopped Tony here. feels right now. yeah yeah so you know what you you talked about you hating the indians more than the twins and everything and i told you that they are literally on the same level for me because the guy that this fan base loves to prop up as a white Sox legend was ruining my fucking adolescence so i've hated these assholes for a long long time and so their misfortune brings me great joy. And that's why I get really pissed off when I have to watch this bullshit against this team every fucking year now for the last decade that's been going on here. What was your favorite Jim Tomei home run in a White Sox uniform? I guess it would have to be the blackout because I was there for that and because it sent Joe Maurer and uh, Justin Morneau crying in the dugout home for the winner. I guess it would have to be that. I was just curious. Yeah. You know, but, every now and then I'm going to start asking you about your favorite Jim Tomei moments throughout the rest of the season because we've got to have something that's fun to talk about here. We all know how big of a Jim Tomei fan that uh, our guy, NWI Steve, has. Steve, one positive from this White Sox game, Yohan Moncada, you've been barking up the Yohan Moncada tree here for just a couple, two, three days. I just want to know. How are you feeling about a guy that came into today? I think hitting around uh, buck eighty-eight. Things have been a little bit on the upside for him lately. You're 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 out there spewing the yo nos. So I'll give you just the floor here for a minute and uh, give me your yawn Moncada thoughts. I think the at bats overall have been better. I would say in the last ten to fourteen days overall, um, he's hitting the ball harder with more consistency. 
the strikeouts are still high. So that is still problematic. The plate approach and the plate discipline that was really a hallmark of him throughout his White Sox tenure has not been on the same level that we have been accustomed to. He's got the lowest walk rate of his career right now and the strikeout rate that's over 30%. So that's not ideal here. Um, Again, when he is making contact with the baseball, he's hitting the ball hard. So to see him actually get some elevation here today and be able to drive it out of the ballpark is a plus. If they can get his bat going, and that is an if for a sustained period of time, it will be very important for this team. They need the left-handed balance in there. It can't just be all Gavin Sheets right now. So if you can get Yoan providing consistency, hitting for power, getting extra base hits in there, and then starting to draw some more walks again, it is going to go a long way in terms of trying to help lengthen out this lineup. I agree with that. It can't all be Gavin Sheets from the left-hand side of the plate. But I feel like you just slandered Lurie there a little bit. Like, oof. You know, this is a Lurie slander. Free zone, Steve. He it's had not two hits slander today. when it's true, though, Anthony. He had two That's hits the today, thing. Two days in a row with two hits. Crack them, our guy Johnny Nani, the biggest Lurie fan out there. Dude, last little a few takeaways from this ball game. We go down 5 nothing. In the first inning, I was pissed. I think everybody was pissed. Then we get to, you know, a point in this ballgame where it's it's a one-run game. I was kind of happy. And then Cleveland turned it on again. When are the White Sox going to be the team that does that to their opponent? And how did you kind of ride out those emotions? I, I I'm just curious, like, was there a point in this game where you thought like, hey, we might be able to do something? Or were well, you just like your profile picture saying that it was over and, and all that was false hope? I'm actually curious. How did you feel through tonight's ballgame? Well, they got it to five to four and they had an opportunity to continue adding on. I thought, OK, they chipped away at that deficit significantly right there you got to keep it here and take your chances but then what happens top half of the fifth inning they go up there and they immediately give three runs back and now you're looking at a four run deficit again and that's where again it comes into fake comeback season and then comeback season yeah I mean, we, we've seen – I mean, we saw this from, from this team Friday night when they fell down, what was it, six runs to Detroit, and then they scored the four runs in the eighth. They didn't get the tying run to the plate all for naught. We've seen that a lot this year with this group where they put themselves in a position to get the tying run up to the plate. Hell, saw Thursday night against Detroit, down 2 nothing in the, in the ninth inning, get one run across the plate, tying and go-ahead runs – in scoring position, your number four and five hitters come up. Nobody does a damn thing. We've seen this from a lot this year, and it's irritating as all hell. So once, obviously, Cleveland tacked on those three insurance runs right there, as Hawk would say, pack it up and send it to Cooperstown. I don't. Uh, you don't strike me as a big fake comeback guy. 
With this team, I think it is. If you would have said last season, the 2021 group, the team that had that it factor that we'd like to talk about. Mm -hmm. We haven't said that once on this fucking Because show this team year. doesn't have it this year. Okay, so Steve, what are the differences between this year's ball club and the 21 ball club? Let's get down to the specifics. I don't think Carlos Rodon was part of – well, he was kind of an it guy. But that's once every through the five days. Teams that have it also can do it seven days a week. What is different in the it factor for this team versus last year's team? I think in a sense, last year – they really had an us-against-the-world mindset that they were going to go out and they were going to prove the world wrong because there was so much negativity surrounding this group, um, particularly after the Tony LaRusso hire. And they wanted to go out there and they wanted to shock the world and say, hey, we're a damn good baseball team. It doesn't matter who's managing us. We're going to go out there and we're going to do it. Whereas this season, it almost just feels like they're kind of resting on their laurels. Like, man, everybody told us we're going to win the division this year. All the projection models said it. All the major newspapers said it. We've got the most talent in this division. So, you know, we're okay. We're fine. I think that's the difference. I think the difference for me, Steve, is having fun. There were two guys who were here last season that had a fuck ton of fun. That's Goodwin and Billy Hamilton. And I hate this because you can't quantify this on a stat sheet. Maybe I love it more because you can't. Who knows? But one of one of the weird things to me is both of those guys were actively part of White Sox Twitter in weird ways. Like they went out, they 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 just they had a feel for what was going on here. And they were having fun doing it. Every single, even when you had the Billy Hamilton IL experience, that dude was in the dugout fucking cheering shit on. Ozzie Gian was on the post game show today talking about how they panned to the dugout and there's nobody having fun. Those were two of the guys at the fucking center of every single fun moment last year in that dugout, riling guys up doing that type of thing. I talked about this on Twitter.com earlier today. What comes first, winning or fun? That's the ultimate baseball chicken or the egg debate. It is. And I, I agree with I I agree with you here. You've got to win ball games. The talent isn't gone. Billy Hamilton and, and Goodwin were guys who came in and filled in and also provided that role. But some sometimes Steve, you need a guy in your organization that's going to keep the good times going. You need that person who, even after the loss, is going to go crack a joke that everybody's going to be like, okay, let's pick it up. We're still going to have a good night instead of showing up to the ballpark the next day and your fucking headlines are Kenny Williams had to come into the into the clubhouse and talk about how much potential we have. I don't think they have that on this team right now. They and don't. That, that's part of the missing it. Somebody loosen up. I, I, I said something in a, in, a, in a tweet earlier before this. It seems like the White Sox organization right now is more interested in selling tickets 
to this DJ who's going to play after a White Sox game than they are in winning ball games because that commercial is rolling on NBC in between every single fucking inning. I'd rather see come out to watch the White Sox play because they're a damn good baseball team and they're winning fucking baseball games. Yeah, I would much rather have that be the conversation than talking about uh, DJ Dish Soap or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, you know, I don't know what what the answer is. I mean, because, you know, we talk about not having guys on this team with energy or providing the energy. Who are you going to displace to bring in an energy guy? Wasn't AJ Pollock supposed to be an energy guy? I know. Wasn't Joe Kelly supposed to be an energy guy? Dude, you're telling me that AJ Pollock was not supposed to be an energy guy, but I watched a spring training broadcast where the Arizona Diamondbacks clubhouse did a whole full video on AJ Pollock. And this was talked about as, Here's an interesting dude who comes into the clubhouse and thinks he knows everything and is just this interesting character. That, like, I, I, I haven't heard anything about AJ Pollock outside of just pure baseball stats. I don't see any personality. What if AJ I want Pollock, to? What if AJ Pollock is one of the guys talking about a lack of leadership on this team? Who knows? That's up for debate. I, I, I don't. I don't see. You know, like what happened to all the promotion for the Tim Anderson docu series? Where did that? Go? Well, you know, when um, when your OPS is like five fifty since he came off of the IL, but he's an all star. Okay, well, he needs. To start but like that was a like huge thing. That was a huge marketing thing for this team. What happened to it? Where did it go? Did the YouTube series just stop filming? I don't know. Steve, I'm at a loss for words. Our guy Sean has talked about this a couple of times. Where's the fun? Ozzy Gian's calling out. Where's the fun? Well, that's not all Ozzy is saying. <laughs> no, he's saying a bunch of other shit. I, you can call out TLR for this too. You want me to go? You want me to go off on TLR for a second? Where's the cock your hat in the dugout, like fun level instead of having to go defend chicken or the egg theory here, Steve? What comes first, winning or fun? That's if that's the front the office question. thinks that this team has the talent to go do this stuff and win baseball games, the fun should follow. But even when they're winning, it doesn't feel fun. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, this is the most mad I'm uh, mad online I've been all year. I mean, Saturday, I hope you can agree. I, I need you yeah. to confirm this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's hashtag confirmed. I mean, um, look, this past Saturday was one of the very few fun days I've had at the ballpark this summer um it has gotten to a point where it's starting to feel almost like a chore and that's a problem you know because i got news for you when you've lost me we've got an issue i'm trying to hang on for uh by a thread for you steve trying i'm gonna do my best i apologize to everybody out here who comes and tunes in and listens to me for positivity. Of course, that's not why anybody tunes into the show, but I'm going to try and be more positive tomorrow. There's a chance to win two ball games. Do there I have is. any faith? Well, Hey, just, I don't know. Just got to beat Shane Bieber first game. Just, yeah. Just got to beat Shane Bieber. You got Davis Martin starting the first 
believe we have Dylan Cease in the second. We have Dylan Cease in the second and former White Sox prospect Connor Pilkington taking the mound for the Guardians. That'll be interesting. It will be interesting. That'll be very interesting. Because naturally, given the pitching factory that exists over there in Cleveland, they have one hell of a pitching cheat lab over there. Um, I fully expect Pilkington will become a functional major league starting pitcher just because. I do as well. I've seen this kid's stuff. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like that one's going to come back and haunt you. Oh, yeah. That's just my initial observation. I'm just being very real. I think that that one's going to come back and haunt you. Oh, yeah, I feel it. What happens when you make interdivision trades and try and hinge other things on that. Steve, we got two baseball games to get through tomorrow. It's going to be a long day. (laughs) Got two baseball games to get through tomorrow. We'll be back talking about it. Hopefully not in this manner. Hopefully talking about a winner. I don't have much else to say. You got to pick the click, at least for game one. Um, Reese McGuire. I don't know. Reese McGuire. Maybe he'll take. That might be the first. Maybe maybe he'll take things into his own hands, and and something good will happen. Reese McGuire. That's where that's where we're at right now. I want Larry Garcia today. I oddly feel like I won that pick to click. <laughs> Two hits. Uh who did I shit talk the most? I don't know. You know, let, let's try this. I've tried to lay off of it all year. I'm just gonna roll Gavin Sheets until the White Sox put together a five game win streak. Well, Gavin Sheets. Pick the click. I hope your baby boy comes through in the clutch for you. He needs some he all right. Time to time to double down on this. You've done it at home, Gavin. It's time to do it on the road. I need road home runs right now. I know I asked you to make Jerry spend some money, but now I want Jerry to spend money on you, Gavin. Go hit him on the road too. All right. We're done here. Sox lose. Eight four. It was ugly. Steve and I talked about the state of the White Sox because this was too painful to talk about. Steve, any final thoughts from you? And then we'll close this show down. Fuck Cleveland. Find a way to win a baseball game tomorrow because I don't want to be mad online anymore. (laughs) Hashtag save Steve. There's going to be an infomercial about that soon. Save Steve. The suffering White Sox fan. On tap investigates. Save a suffering White Sox fan like Steve. White Sox, please. Your donation of one win a day will go a long way. The suffering adjective is um, unnecessary when discussing a White Sox fan. Well, just looking out for you. I'm going to close this down now. We always do White Sox forever. White Sox for life. <laughs>